welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host, Kirsty, and this is a really exciting episode. Um, I get together with Erin Martin from the Pink Shade podcast. She's hilarious. If you haven't listened to it, check her out immediately and get on her uh, Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook page because we just talk absolute nonsense about all of the reality shows that you just love, all the housewives, of course, Vanderpump Rules, but also we, she goes deep and we all share photos and talk absolute shit about Love After Lockup, Sister Wives, um, 90 Day Fiance when that's on. It is so much fun. And, um, I am just because I don't have my own Facebook page. I just like, I live there. It is literally the only reason I go on Facebook. (laughs) Um, yeah, so get on it. So yeah, we get to chatting about the premiere episode of Real Housewives of New York, my all time fave series. I'm stoked to have it back. So we get deep into that, um, and have a ball. I always love talking to Erin and, uh, you can go back and listen to, I think it's episode eight where we get together and we, for the first time and our let our love kindle. Um, so yeah, we always have a ball. So that's what's coming up later in the episodio. I want to cover a few things before we deep dive into New York. Um, So we had the final episode of New Jersey, the reunion this week. Um, The boys were hilarious. I can't believe they gave the boys an opportunity to do their taglines that absolutely killed me. Joe, uh, Joe Gorga had me absolutely cackling, laughing (laughs) when he came out with his cape and Melissa's like, why the hell do you have a curtain? He's like, it's my fancy dress. He is such a dunce and he just like, he's so, um, he's just like silly. And I really, I, I just love that in a man. If you can be silly and take the piss out of yourself, I really enjoy that. And I loved how Andy called them all the house husbands when they came out because they really are stars of the show. I mean, it's been said before, but Joe Gorga deserves his own what do they hold? Do they hold? What do they hold in Jersey? But you know, he deserves to be on the front lines with the rest of the gals because he is just the gift that keeps on giving. Ugh, so good. I also thought, um, like I'm really warming to Jennifer's husband. Like Jennifer's a psycho, but he really doesn't take her shit. He kind of just like, he doesn't let her get away with anything. He doesn't defend actions that he doesn't agree with I don't know I'm I'm at first few episodes we saw him I was like this guy's a total creep and he's definitely like doctor deathing his patients um behind closed doors but I think I may have been just a touch harsh on him I think he's uh, you know he's all right and he probably just sleeps in the pool house to escape the fucking 70 kids they have floating around that um seem to be brats and you know likewise his wife super coffee time i'm so sorry i always like slurp right into the microphone i really try i mean i don't really try but i try to like move it away a little bit but i'm just very bad at it (laughs) sorry apologies um 
what else? So we, I mean, the big kind of takeaway from the reunion ended up being that, you know, we had the confirmation that Teresa is pretty much going to leave Joe if he has to go to Italy because, you know, the girls need to, well, they don't want to go basically, which is just so sad. Like I totally get it. And I think she's doing the right thing, but he's just spent like four years in prison. And then it's almost like being in prison again. Cause you just have to be away from your family. I mean, not that Italy's a prison. It's literally my favorite place in the entire fucking world. Um, but yeah, I thought, Oh, that's so like, I, I, I really felt for all of the family, like the, the, how torn they must feel in their hearts. Um, but you know, I guess they have enough money from Teresa's best-selling New York book deals to go visit as much as they want. So I'm sure that will happen. Um, yeah, she's definitely having an affair. I don't know. I can just feel it in my loins, you know, um, the, the fact that she was, she she is pissed. Like you, this is the first time she's been really honest about being pissed off with him. And you know, it was interesting how Andy was even surprised because usually she just paints over everything with a smile. And she was like, you know what? No, I'm I'm really pissed off. He's affected our lives and our daughter's lives immensely. And you know, if he ha- she was basically just like, yeah, send him to Italy if that's what. Like she's fighting it, but she's like not gonna sit around and and um wait for him she basically said they would get a divorce if uh if he had to go be deported and i i mean he he i'm pretty sure he will have to be deported i'm not sure if that's come out i keep seeing like different articles saying different things some say that he's being deported 100 percent. others say we're still waiting so i'm i don't know yet um i haven't i haven't figured it out but i think he will be anyway which is sad. Um, and yeah, so saying she is having an affair, obviously I don't know, but she was just, yeah, I don't know. Like there was seemed to be like a bit of a pause when Andy asked her if she's been seeing anyone and just the way she said it, like it was, (laughs) I don't know. I'm reading too much into it, but it seemed like practiced convincing to me. I don't know. That's just my opinion totally allegedly but you know what I fully support it I mean he fucked her over he's been gone for four years the rabbit can only do so much oh my god I died when she said can't remember if it was Melania or who threw the rabbit in the pond (laughs) oh my god that was so fucking funny and she was like telling the girls like she's like you have no idea how much mummy needs this like it is the only thing keeping me sane (laughs) I thought like that was really honest from her as well. I mean, I don't know. I did, this is a brand new Teresa and I'm enjoying it. You know, she has a ways to go, but she could have ended up a Danielle and she hasn't. So I'm very relieved about that. She's she's uh, growing and changing and the girls will benefit for it. So good on her. There was another thing that came... Oh, the Marge of it all. Well, the Danielle of it all. Um... <laughs> I have to read her exact quote. Um, Let me just get it up because I wrote it down word for word. When Danielle came out. You can change your face. You can change your address. You can change your clothes. But you haven't changed your soul. Oh, 
You can change your name, but you're still that Beverly inside. Lordy. Truer words never spoken. I died. Beverly and Meryl, sit down, girl. If you were confused by the Beverly, that's um Danielle's real name. I think she, she changed. I don't know if she changed it legally, but she changed it after, I guess, she was like a prostitute or she went through all this shit that they talk about in her book. Like, Marge claimed, I haven't read the book, Marge claimed that all of this stuff, which she was just saying stuff that was in the book. So Danielle's sitting there all like pissed off and shocked and like, Meh. but she couldn't, like when Andy said, is that in your book? She didn't just say no. She couldn't dispute it. So don't put it out there if you don't want it thrown back in your face. 19 engagement prostitution whore. I love seeing that. It brings me so much joy. All right, let's transition into a Vanderpump. Um, so we have uh, Lala all happy again because she got her Gucci slides back. Um, this storyline is really upsetting me. Like I can, I can barely even. I was even thinking about it last night. I'm like, do I even want to continue watching this? Like I used to think Lala was so, you know like empowered and you know the feminist warrior of our generation and then now she's you know who she is to me I was trying to make sense of it in my head and no shade for whatever like lifestyle you choose to lead you know people do jobs that they don't want to do and blah 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 but I don't like the way she's like obnoxiously shoving it down our throats like we should be happy for her um uh, and you could see it in Stasi's face when she was telling her all this shit, like about the, getting the Range Rover the day after they, like it's it it makes me sad for, um, I'm a, like so many feelings. Okay, let me try and say one thing at a time. It is that cliche, right? That girl comes to Hollywood, wants to become a star, ends up working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. And it's just like, okay, sad, you know, that's a sad little story. And then somehow gets introduced to a rich movie director who nobody's heard of, um, gets an audition because she sucked his dick, gets a car, and now they're engaged. And it's just like, you know, she's fucked away to the top. And it's, it's just like, it's actually not even my anger and sadness isn't even on her. Like she's too far gone. She like, she fell for the story, you know, like you can see she's completely like manipulated by it. She thinks it's her choice and it's not, it's the industry's choice. This is just like pure, um, misogyny and, uh, like, it's just really, it just really fucking upsets me. So that's why I'm pissed off about that whole storyline and kind of like, like, it was funny at first before she was admitting the whole PJ stuff when we were all just like speculating about the car and the house. And, but now that she's like owning it, it's actually kind of painful for me. I don't know how you guys feel. I'd be interested to know. Um, so sorry if the, I mean, excuse if the sounds changed a bit. I just felt it was, I was in the kitchen and it was bouncing back a little bit. So now I'm in a different room. Um, yeah. So I mean, on that as well, she did like the whole, 
can't even like I'm actually upset about it she's like the whole blowjob like Leanne Locken thing you know that's how she's like getting her way that's how her and daddy made up I'm like gross girl uh, and I don't need to hear about her sexual exploits and fantasies I mean that she she literally spelled out the fantasy with the the little wigs and pretending to be um going for an audition like that is literally her life that's what happened like I mean it's fine to fantasize and dress up and whatever like you do you whatever turns you both on but but that's actually a reality and it's creepy I don't know I don't know how to feel about it I don't know if I'm being a prude I don't know if I'm being anti-feminist it just it irks me it's, it's it's sitting the wrong way and I'm trying to figure out why and I think it's because of her attitude toward it like oh I don't know there was something else what else did she say that really bothered me oh no that's what I was gonna say um so she's like the girl who I don't know, this might be really mean, but this is what I was thinking about last night and how I was trying to like understand her attitude. It's the girl who's had a tough upbringing, a tough life, and whatever circumstances have led her to become a stripper, right? And in order for her to become okay with the fact that she is this living this lifestyle that perpetuates misogyny and she has to perform for, you know, these skeezy men um, every single day... She has to become hardened and tell herself she's she's in charge, she's powerful, she's empowered. But inside her, she's, like, really still that, like, sad little girl who had dreams of becoming an actress. And now she's a stripper. I, like, that's how I see her. I, I think she has, like, convinced herself so, so hard that this is... This is a power move. Like she's winning because she gets stuff. So that's like, you know, that that's, I don't know. That's a, like she gets to ride in a PJ once in a while just because she gives a BJ. Like, sh- so she's, she's the one winning. He's the one that's kissing her feet. And I actually just got, gave myself chills because I just feel like, may, like, may, and you know, Maybe that's that. I think I don't say maybe that's her truth. I think that is her truth. I think that she's had to steal her heart so much, and especially since her dad died, I think you know she's lost that like father figure to sort of. I don't know. This this is a weird thing, but sometimes I like do stupid shit in my life or crazy shit, and I'll think, oh, I'm glad my dad wasn't here to see that, and I think she's like she's gotten so much worse over the last year and since her dad passed I'm like I'm wondering if that's part of her mentality because it's like an early thing that occurs in your grieving you know it's not like I don't think that will last forever I'm still quite fresh in my dad's death as well so it's only been three years and I don't really like make those comments in my head anymore but certainly at the start when you have like all these coping mechanisms and you know drinking too much and you're doing like acting out because you're trying to figure out how to you know, heal that hole in your heart, which you can't, um, it, yeah, I don't know, maybe that's part of it, like, she's just like, well, he's not here to see it, I may as well, like, do anything I can to make myself feel better, I don't know, I'm, maybe I'm overanalyzing, maybe she just wants to 
ride in a Range Rover and doesn't mind sucking dick for it. But I, I'm trying to make sense of it because it, to me it doesn't make sense. And, you know, like I'm, I'm a pretty wild gal. I'm like, I'm not a prude. But yeah, this is just, it like, it really like clenches my stomach and makes me want to zip up my vagina forever. Anyway, please get in contact with me on um, the Instagram reality TV and me and let me like DM me. Let me know how you are, how you are coping emotionally with the lala of it all because I'm struggling. Um, finally, we have Tom, like love of my life, Sandoval, finally fucking calling it as we seize it and saying to Katie, you know, just because like... So what? It, you're, it's the worst thing in the world to be called fat, but you're allowed to call people every other word under the sun, which she does. And especially this season, she's so nasty. Like she's using tough love to, tough love to the extreme. Like, obvi- like I hate Kristen, but she could show a little bit more compassion to her best friend, apparently best friend. Um, yeah, I'm struggling with that. So I'm, I'm, I've been waiting the whole fucking season for somebody to actually say that to Katie. Um, because first of all, she's not even fucking fat. So it really pisses me off that she's like grabbed onto that and, you know, is making a huge scene about it. Like you're a pretty girl, you're on TV. Even except like a beautiful, acceptable body type that somebody chose was good enough to put on a Bravo show. Like, please, girl, stop. So that's really pissing me off. Um, it did make me feel better when she wore that disgusting, like, Joker <laughs> purple suit this week on Watch What Happens Live. Oh, my. She looked like everybody's Aunt Judy who comes to Christmas, like, gets shit-faced and falls over. I mean, I just... That brought me so much joy. So if you haven't seen it, again, go to my Insta and check it out. Um, or just, you know, Google Katie, watch what happens live. Because it is everywhere and it just brings me so much joy. Um, she deserves that outfit. And she put, like, sparkles in her hair. But it just, it, under the lights, it just looks like she's, like, representing um, for the grey-haired community. And I was like, yeah, actually, it actually made me respect her more until I zoomed in. Because I was like, oh, wow, this girl is, like, owning her grey hair. She's owning her scars. She's owning her fat in, uh, what's it called, in the com- comma thingies. I'm like, all right, maybe, you know, maybe there is a place for her. No. Then I zoomed in and I'm like, no, she's trying to be hashtag fashion and just failing miserably. <laughs> oh, So, yeah, I was happy with Tom for calling her out on that. I think that's all I have to say. In Beverly Hills, we are still on um, Lucy, Lucy, Apple, Juicy Gate. So I'm enjoying that. I know lots of people are sick of it, but I think this is like, it's nothing about the dog. It goes so, so deep. And I keep flip-flopping between thinking Lisa's, you know, fatigued and just like she wouldn't, why would she bother to cause this drama? Because, you know, she's still dealing with her brother's death. And then flip-flopping the other way and thinking, but she's, she, this is part of her personality. Like, like Kyle said, you know, this is just who she is. And sometimes you have to love people for who they are. Um, and just know to be aware of that stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm reading so much about Lucy, Lucy, apple juice. 
because I'm obsessed with this storyline and I just want to know, I want to scrape that surface and peel the onion just that tiny bit to get closer to the core of what's really going on because there is some strange like PK, Dorit, Lisa Vanderpump, Ken Todd like mafia shit going down. It's some dark shit. I don't know, maybe Lisa like lent the Kemsleys some money or something. I don't know. I want to know what's happening, but it is, it's deeper than this dog stuff. Anywho, I'm going to get into my conversation with the beautiful and hilarious Erin Martin. We have a ball. Hope you enjoy. So I'm here with Erin Martin from the Pink Shade podcast with Erin Martin. It is everywhere. She is phenomenal. She's hilarious. She deep dives on everything housewives. Erin, how are you? Welcome. I'm great. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining me. All I'm right. I'm sweating. <laughs> I actually went, no no lie, I went and put deodorant on before this because I was like, I think I'm sweating. I'm so excited to talk about New York. I, like, I am sweating in my office. I am, I have never been more ready for anything in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Kirsty, this really is us living our best lives when New York comes back. I mean, that's how I'm I feel. I'm living the dream. It, it's, yeah, it's honestly. Truly, yeah. It's truly the dream. women, they give me life. Like this episode, I was thinking about it. I'm like, because I literally just watched it, you know, right before we recorded because I am so pumped and I wanted to have the adrenaline pumping through my veins. And I just like, there wasn't a hell of a lot that happened. It was kind of like a pilot episode of a sitcom, like setting us up. But even just watching these women and seeing them again and having Ramona and Sonia together, I'm like, yes, we're in this. There's something magic. There's some magic fairy dust sprinkled over this cast. You know, there just is. And they could just be doing nothing and it's still more interesting than – I'd say 85% of the other cities. Oh, seriously, absolutely. And I I mean, New Jersey was great this season. It was. But like you say, like the, these girls could do, these New York girls could do nothing and I'm still captivated. I cannot look away. It's amazing. There's something about them. And I know we're just gushing, 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 but I know a lot of you guys <laughs> listening love them too. So this is just going to be one big love fest. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about the episode because there was, it, it was a setup. I mean, it was like showing us where they're all at, what the main fights are to come, where everyone's head is, what's transpired in the last seven months. I mean, it's, it's incredible kind of the editing that goes into this. I have to say, I was like, really riveted from the very beginning just with the editing they were doing I was like this is the dream team not only in casting but in how they put the show together I mean that beginning flashback to Luann Mm -hmm. then the reunion then showing the headlines about Dennis and Bethany crying and in the meantime they're doing these montages of like dogs being walked in the park and Ramona being like a weird (laughs) asshole it's like unbelievable editing it's it's almost too much and, and it was so, so, I was just laughing because I was just like all over the place. Yes. I mean, trying to take in all this information. I Now, I heard on your podcast last episode or a few episodes ago that there was a change in, was it the editors? Um, uh, that's and that, on Beverly Hills. So it's not on, because I was going to, that's what I was wondering, is it on, because Beverly Hills has thought so you can feel the change, you but can. I'm feeling it with New York too, just in this episode alone. So you know, I'm wondering if they've shaken it all up. 
They might have. They might have. I remember last season, though, like picture Ramona on that sidewalk with the camera angle up at her. Remember when the dog was like almost getting hit by a car? Oh my it God, was like a fucking Scorsese movie. <laughs> it was incredible. They were like, woo, like panning to her. And she was like, you don't support women. And it was like a music playing in the background. I'm like, who's directing this? What This is movie level. It was I, a beautiful thing. And I feel like I we just we just don't really see that with the other franchises. So when New York mm. comes back, we're like, wait, what is this? Because it's, it's happening. I know. And you know what? Beverly Hills, actually, I'm really enjoying the season, but we are still talking about Lucy, Lucy, apple juice for episodes. I in. know people are getting like fatigued by it. And bit, I'm seeing it on my social media and I'm seeing on your Facebook page on pink shade, but I am, I'm like digging this storyline. I, I am just too. want the nitty gritty. I want to get down. I mean, we have to talk about that like later anyway, because I need your opinion on it. Yeah. Because every time I watch it, I'm flip-flopping. I don't know whose side I'm on. I don't know what to believe. But I'm into it. I actually like this strange storyline about Lucy Lucy Apple Juice. <laughs> and you know what? Like everyone is saying, it's not about the dog. It's not mm-hmm. about the dog. There's so much, there's so many layers to it. There's so much deeper stuff going on here. But when I was thinking about this last night, because this is what I do after watching a fantastic opening <laughs> episode of Real Housewives of New York, I was like, about to go. what really sets this apart? Let's think about it. I was like ready to write a thesis essay on this. Oh my God, hit me. I'm and so excited. <laughs> I'm like... You know, this is kind of like, you know, you're watching Beverly Hills, like we have been, and I've really been enjoying it. I've been getting into the stories. I've been posting a lot. I've been talking to people. Mm. And I'm like, this is kind of like when you think your high school boyfriend is really hot, and then you go to college. (laughs) And then you see, like, what's really (laughs) out there. Yes. And you're like, he's not so great. He's not going anywhere. And there's, like, better dudes here that are going places. Mm -hmm. That's what I felt like when New York premiered last week. I was like, oh, my God, wait, this is what... This is what a great housewife show looks like. Yeah, I, I have forgotten because it had been since September. <laughs> since oh my, I've, it, since it I've seen it, it feels like a lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. It but does, it's I'm, like a whole you're different level. Right? Yeah. What mm-hmm. did you What did you think? I mean, were you just like, oh yeah, reminded? I was hanging out for it for the past week, and I was kind of avoiding trailers and stuff. I was just seeing the, the pictures on Instagram, that kind of thing, and then. Last night I watched the trailer and then the episode today. So it was all like kind of just like I went from nothing to everything. And I swear to you, I had this stupid grin, like Cheshire cat grin on my face for the entire episode. I was just like, ah, so exciting. Right. And it's so good for people who have emotional imbalances like me because mm-hmm, the whole mm-hmm. thing is like laughter, tears, annoyance. Up and down. Yeah, happiness, giddiness, awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Like, I love all the emotions that go into it. I tweeted uh, last week when the show was on that the New York women have dealt with death, sobriety, divorce, kids, arrests, and Vespas in just the first 22 minutes. <laughs> this is why they are the fucking MVPs of I Housewives. I wrote down what Dorinda said when she was walking with that um, strange little brick of a man. She goes, um, <laughs> when she's talking about Luann, she's like, in a year and a half, married, divorced, arrested, assaulted police officer, went to rehab, came out of rehab, still drinking the whole time, back to rehab. I'm like, holy fuck, that's a year and a half. 
meanwhile, Luann's like over there charging her Vespas, like, I'm a cabaret star. I know, like, so delusional. She's got to be one of the most delusional housewives we've ever seen. She's just, she is a boomerang, that woman. You throw away and she just keeps bouncing right on back. I know, and I love her for it. I absolutely love her for it. Okay, the the whole beginning, though, we have to, let's let's start at the beginning. Let's break it down. so much. Okay. Yeah, they flash back to Luann's going back to rehab during the reunion. We see bits and pieces of the reunion. Interestingly enough, they're really cutting Carol out of that reunion, who was a big part of it. And P.S., are you missing Carol? I had totally forgot she ever existed. Same. <laughs> right? When you just said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, there was Carol. I know. Isn't that, isn't that saying something? I mean, she was yeah. such a big part of last year's storyline not really the mm-hmm. marathon which was great you know good for her but it was no not her and Bethany i and... not for sports and activity on my tv like i'm <laughs> i mean if i was gonna watch this like super bowl i would i want my house lines <laughs> i'm not the whole bloody marathon storyline was just not for me right in the marathon of life no one misses carol So she's not here anymore, but they were flashing back to the reunion and they were showing how Luann went back and Bethany was talking about how, you know, Luann had been sued by her ex-husband and her children. And they were sort of reviewing Mm. that. And then they flashed right to the headlines of Dennis Shields tragically overdosing and dying in Trump Tower in his apartment. And then they, again, they do this, all this crazy montage with all the women opening credits kind of rolling and then they kind of go to Bethany right away. She's doing a photo shoot and she has to step oh. out because she's crying. Now, I was thinking about the timeline of this. Is this about three weeks after Dennis passed? That's what they said. Okay. I remember being shocked at that three weeks. That's God, nothing. No. This is like, you know, the Lisa Van Pump storyline, five weeks after a brother. I mean, it looks like this was Bethany's, you know, she they were in love, you know. They, they make it out like it's kind of – an on and off again boyfriend but I think this was you know she was talking about he was getting a ring they were going to get married like that is gut-wrenching when she stepped out of that photo shoot that just was like I felt that you know yeah and I know some people who just are over Bethany I'm not one Mm. of them I think she is just a fantastic housewife at least although I would never want to necessarily be trapped with her in a small space. Oh, fuck no. I don't want to meet her in a dark alley, but I will never, (laughs) never not be a Bethany fan on the show. (laughs) I know. I love her on the show. She's just insane. And she's just so hysterical in every way. Yeah. But she was saying, you know, um, oh, where I lost my train of thought. Oh, she was like, we just texted him, you know, the night before and Bryn, (gasps) and she was kind of bringing those up. And people are kind of saying, oh, my God, you know, she's always crying. That's what I was going to say. People who aren't Bethany fans are like, oh, my God, no more crying from Bethany. And it's like, yeah, but I don't know. I would take that over people pretending they're not who they are. Like, yeah, uh, Beverly Hills. Like, we're not seeing anyone getting sued. We're not seeing the real story of Dorit and PK. We're not talking about Mr. Girardi's lawsuits. We're not really even talking about the deeper layers of what's going on with Lisa Vanderpump because she holds that yeah. pretty close to the vest. I mean, that's and that's her right to do. But it's like you go to New York and they're all like, yeah, this fucking person's suing me. I'm crying mm-hmm. my eyes out because this person died here. I'm going to read you the text messages that are personal. Yeah. I mean, it's just I appreciate that about them. 
they're, they're great. And they're one of the only series that when the – like if something – if action is happening behind the scenes once the cameramen have gone home, they'll get the iPhone out. You know, they will not – they know what's important. They, we, they know we want to see them falling down drunk at 3 a.m. or, you know, whatever's right. going on. Right, exactly. That text stuff though um, where she was saying that – Bryn wanted to text Dennis and oh my god that just I felt that you know like I don't know if you've um lost a friend like that but you know I when my friend died I did the whole like Jesse Pinkman on um Breaking Bad thing like calling her voicemail just to hear her voice you know that kind of thing people it's so real because it's that kind of like and Bryn being like do you think he got it like oh my god I'm actually gonna like I know, I know. I'm actually, I know. It's so, it's so full on. And I'd like to start an episode like that. I was like, oh, we're in, we are in for a ride. (laughs) Right. We're out of the shallow now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's seriously (laughs) deep immediately. I mean, I was really touched by that too. Lover, hater, Bethany is going through something Mm -hmm. real when the camera started rolling. And did you know that, I thought this was such a, a weird I don't even know what to call it, circumstance, but Dennis Shields passed away on the same day, same day of the year, I forget what it exactly was, Mm. as Carol's late husband. Oh, whoa. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, posting about it back when it happened and it was like, wow, that is, I don't know, a confluence of events, the same exact day mm -hmm, of the year. And so... I, I wondered after that, and many people did at the time, like, is this maybe going to bring them back together? You know how mm. people can kind of reach across time and space and stupid arguments in a real moment yeah. like this? And um, and it didn't, you know, as far as we've seen. Yeah. So I mean, I think their friendship had just run its course. It's done. Yeah. yeah. It's done. And so, but, um, w- one more thing on crying, yeah, Bethany, yeah. is that... Yeah, I mean, it is annoying when people cry all the time when it's over bullshit stuff. But what we've seen with Bethany is that she's been going through some real shit, like her divorce. Um, what's his name? Jason Hoppy. Oh, mm-hmm. please. Like, that seems like a very stressful divorce. You know, um, then the dentist stuff. and this, She's been through a lot. The things she's crying about are really you know, soul destroying things. Right. Exactly. So she's just, not crying she about, I agree. She's not crying about like a friend being ma- mean to her or something, exactly. you know? Yes. Yeah. I agree. It's real stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Dorinda's walk in the park. Yeah. So that was Luke <laughs> from ladies of London. Was it not? Wait, yeah. I religiously watch Ladies of London. Luke, who's Luke? Luke was Caroline Stanberry's makeup artist or hairstylist or slash oh, girl, friend. Oh, you are deep. <laughs> uh, I was like, Luke? Hi, Luke. Like, what ha- you doing there? What you, do- what you doing? What you doing, guy? Yeah, like, we missed you. <laughs> I lived for Ladies what? of London. I recapped it on reality tea for all the so seasons good. it was on. I thought it was fantastic. I loved the castle porn. I was totally down for Caroline. What mm-hmm. was crazy? What Caroline Fleming? Oh my God, she was. Oh, nuts. it. 
fabulous. I loved just, it. I loved, I loved that show. So um, Luke no, well, there you go. I is in the park with Dorinda. Yeah. I'm like, what are you? You're the personal trainer for freaking Gangsta Doe? Like, when what did this happen? Fame whore. I love it though. I was like, <laughs> I'll take Luke. I'll take Luke over Erica Girardi's Mikey. Oh my God. Oh God. I'm so done with Mikey. Jesus. So yeah, he's, he's like kind of being her little uh, conduit to, to get her mm. to say all the things she needs to say about Luann. Where Luann's mm-hmm. been. It's been seven months and Dorinda is like still hopping mad at Luann. What? is going yeah. on here break this down for me what do you think is happening i think i think it was was a bethany somebody said you know it's just those something's happened there was the tension with the giovanni and with the drinking and the land's holier than thou bullshit which is what kind of happens once you have one little stint in rehab then you're like oh you know you get the the rehab um, flush once you leave, you feel so good. The pink cloud. And you want to just like shove that down everyone's throats. Mm-hmm. But that's not really how it works. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really fucking grating on Dorinda as it's grating on me just watching this one episode. But at the same token, I think that it's like time now, tiny little things are really getting to both of them because that kind of initial fight hasn't been resolved so it's just you know it's just getting worse and worse and worse but there's not really one big thing for them to sit down and be like all right we need to talk about this it's petty shit now which is it's almost harder to heal I think right I I agree with you on all counts I think that's exactly what's going on and to get even a little bit deeper about it I've I've talked with Jenny McCarthy about this many times and Mm. how there are sometimes housewives mirrors. And so Bethany and Ramona are each other's mirrors and that's why they cannot Mm. deal because they're both similar in so many ways, but they can't stand what they see in each other because Mm -hmm. they know it's, it's something in themselves that pushes people away. So they're like that. That makes total sense. Yeah. So Dorinda and Luann are each other's mirrors, I think, because Dorinda- is has a problem with her alcohol and her yeah. admitting it I thought was a really good move and I don't know if she's an alcoholic she's the only one who could ever say that about herself as is everyone mm-hmm. you can o- you can only really diagnose yourself based on your mm-hmm. own behavior and what you want to change and what you see happening that's outside of your control but I think when she looked at Luann and then she looked at her behavior last season which was embarrassing at times with Bethany on that trip in front of those people uh with her in Colombia I mean at the at Mm. with her lipstick smeared all over her face after Luann said you're beginning to turn (sighs) and and she freaked out and she couldn't she needs subtitles basically more than anyone let's just say it and so I think she sees in Luann like this holier than thou thing but she also knows there's a kernel of of truth there for herself Mm -hmm. I completely right? agree with you. And I think um, – I don't think Dorinda's – I think Dorinda is accepting the fact that she's drinking too much and she can't control her alcohol, understatement of the century. But I think she is not ready to change. I think I think she is so stuck in her heartbreak from her husband dying. Me I really too. think she is. I don't think she has um, – I don't think she knows how to move on from that and and – you know, it doesn't matter how much therapy you have or whatever you try. Like sometimes you just are stuck and you're just so, so heartbroken. I really think she's there. And I don't think a life without alcohol is even 
a possibility in her mind because then she has to confront these feelings. And I think she's angry that she's kind of lost her drinking buddy in Luann and that, you know, now she can't sort of relax and be herself around Luann, um, you know, because there, there is this kind of holier-than-thou persona, which has always been there, but now it's on a, a level that directly affects Dorinda's relationship with her. So, yeah, I, I think you're 100% right. I think they am, are our mirrors for each other. Yeah, and there's so many layers to it because I totally agree that she is stuck in this heartbreak. I love Dorinda. I love all these women. I do. I love them on so many levels for all of their flaws and everything. I love her. I want to see her win always. And I love when she is, I love when she is, you know, raw and emotional, but it's hard to see her just hate Luann for all the mm-hmm. things that Luann just is, because Luann is absurd. We have to admit, I mean, she is an absurd <laughs> yes. person. And of course she is delusional. She's been delusional for years. Like when Dorinda yeah. was walking down that aisle being her maid of honor, she knew that that was fucking <laughs> whack. I mean, come yeah, on. Of course. Yeah. Everyone I mean, we did. all saw that train wreck coming a mile away. Right. But she was like, well, it's Luann. What are you going to do? Yeah. Like, bitch, bitches be crazy. But Sometimes you just have to love people for who they are. Exactly. But now Luann is the delusional, quote, air quote, sober, mm. sober woman. So that's mm. what she can't take because it's hitting close to home. Like, hey, if you're really struggling with drinking, like, be real about it. And Luann, I think... As we know, sugarcoats just about everything. She sugarcoats a guy cheating on her. She sugarcoats everything in her life, her divorce. You know, it's, oh, everything's going fine. Yeah, until he sues you with your kids. And Yeah, until you get arrested for assaulting a police officer. Right, right. And so I think the fakery is just, like, too much for Dorinda to handle at this point. Because it's about something so real. Like her sobriety. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel you on that. And um, yeah, it's hard to watch the demise of their relationship because, you know, it's, it, it's always provided, it's always provided me like with such a laugh because they're so different as well. Like they have so many similar qualities, but their personalities are so like, I find Dorinda just so cutthroat and real. And then Luann with this persona where we barely get glimpses of her, her who she really is and but somehow they just you know they they do the whole grace and frankie thing where they live together for a while and like when i said that was with sonia but like they just like yeah. they just they just kind of have these like personalities to bounce off each other and just make me laugh all the time because they're just so 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 like kind of an odd couple <laughs> they are they are an odd couple i mean Okay, you mentioned her, so we have to move on to her because this oh. is truly my my true love and who I aspire to be in ten <laughs> years time. Sonia Tremont Morgan. Sonia oh Morgan. God. Seriously, girl. I mean, she is the gift that keeps on giving in every single possible way. She's a gift from God. She, she really is straight <laughs> from heaven. Praise Andy Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> she is amazing. Her eating peanut butter toast in bed. Her duct taping a monogram <laughs> towel to her fucking window. I died. I, I died. died. Yet her looking also completely fabulous and kind of crazy in her interviews. I mean, her I just can't. What? She was stunning in she that white. She was stunning in her interviews, but she had sort of like... The wild, like, up bouffant hairdo with the tendril coming down. I just love her. I could not love her more. 
I, I, she is probably my favorite character, character of all of the housewives. I just, she is the gift that keeps on giving. She's amazing. And, oh, her and Ramona together, I, <laughs> they just probably make me laugh more than any other housewife combo I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's go. On. Let's move on to Ramona. Ramona. So, the Ramona Coaster. She is like such a wild what is she animal. Doing? She is like on heat. She's <laughs> unleashed. <laughs> it's Ramona unleashed. Oh, I'm terrified. <laughs> she I'm terrified slash highly amused at all times oh, when Ramona comes on. I mean, when she starts getting deep with Sonia after they talk about the pink walls, and Ramona's like, no, no, like <laughs> Oh my god! I can't even come over here. You paint the house pink, like blue. No, ah, ah, ah. so she's her- never been more serious about anything. She cannot handle the pink walls. No, she it's can't handle it. But she goes directly from that. <laughs> she is the Ramona coaster because she goes directly from being very, very um, heated and passionate about pink walls, mm-hmm. directly to like really deep things about Luann and what she's going through and talking about all of these women. And I'm like, oh my god, Ramona getting deep and like with that crazy eye twitch. It it scares me on making, so many levels, but making sense but making in a weird point. I yeah, and I usually I feel can't weird. understand a single thing like where her logical tangent has come from. But in this, I was like, you know what? I actually understand you. At sixty-one years old, somewhere in her early sixties, I'm like, yes, she's actually making sense, right? Because she was Good talking about you. Bethany's grief, and she's like, and this is, you know, it brings your own mortality into question, and I'm like. Yeah, when Ramona makes sense, it fucking terrifies me. Look, it's a scary thing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, when you're relating to Ramona, you've got problems. You're like, I think we finally I... lost the plot if we're relating to Ramona. <laughs> <laughs> because then in the next scene, she's like flirting with her obviously gay realtors. And then she's flirting with like Boris, the Russian pool swim Boris! instructor. I wrote down Boris. I'm like, that cannot be his name. And then they said it again. I'm like, oh my God, Boris. That killed me. And he was, his face, he was, he's never been more uncomfortable in his life. He was like, get me the fuck out of here. He's like, like, yeah, no, I think I'm going to have more lessons. He's like, he's like, I can't believe I signed this release. I am going to be featured with this woman on screen. (laughs) oh my god every little thing she found something he's like oh all the ladies choose the yellow one and she's she's like yellow against the fellows what that's a phrase no one has ever said she just had she has something for every comment he could have possibly made (laughs) and then she's like i could have died i could have died on that boat and i thought know how to swim i'm like really that just occurred to you right now you've been on boats bitch ever since i've been watching this and we know you were you've been on boats well before the cameras even found you like it just occurred to you that you can't swim exactly oh my god she is so yeah. nuts i love her i love she her me on every level as well so and then her doing like jazzercise in front of her fridge saying i can't find the guacamole Oh yeah, what what was that? I was like guacamole. <laughs> I tried to write it down. I'm like, I don't even know, even know how to spell that. She was gonna <laughs> listen to some reggae. Oh God, I love her. She is so absurd. 
Oh, she gives me life. Oh, my God. So everyone kind of congregates in the Hamptons as they do. Here's another thing I love about New York. I always know what to expect. I know we're going to get a mm-hmm. trip to the Hamptons at the beginning of the season. I know we're going to mm-hmm. get Christmas in the Berserkshires. I know I we're going to get. Yes, I know we're going to get a trip at the end where they all have epic, epic meltdowns. Maybe someone will be in a wheelchair. It's just amazing. Yes. <laughs> Everyone broke their damn foot last year. Dorinda was like, I fell down in my cabinet and I broke my foot. And you're like, yeah, okay, drunkie. And then Ramona broke her foot. Everybody was wearing like an air cast. They were pushing Ramona (laughs) on the cobblestones. It was epic. Oh my God, I'm dying. I'm actually crying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. And she had like one high heel on Ramona in a little chair. And that picture of them in the airport after the boat ride, and they all had like diarrhea on the floor and just left their shit. Oh, that was, that was, what a series. What a season. Can you imagine any, and I'm talking any, even the most, even most down to earth members of the Beverly Hills cast talking about leaving their shit stained sheets behind? I can't even imagine the Atlanta girls. I really can't. And, you know, we had, um, Portia talking about having gas in front of her man, and I was, and and she was mortified, and everyone was shocked. And then these girls are just walking around shitting their pants and pissing themselves on boats, and no one blinks an eye. <laughs> Sonia openly talks about wearing a diaper on the jitney. On the jitney, <laughs> right? She. <laughs> She could not be any better for talking about it. It's wild. She's like, I love to do the bus. I wear a diaper because I don't want to go to the bathroom. I'm like, amazing. Amazing. In her mind, that makes perfect logical sense. Like, I'd just rather sit here in my own filth. And again, I feel like I've lost my own goddamn mind because when I watch her, I'm like nodding my head like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I, makes, I makes too sense. would tape a towel over my window and pee my pants if I could get to be Sonia Morgan. Like, I love everything about this, strangely. Oh, I'm dying. I mean, is Sonia broke? Is that what's happening? I'm very confused with her situation. She's been broke for the entire Forever, run of the she? series. But yeah. She, she I, I just manages. feel like finally she's admitting it and it's confronting to me. <laughs> she is just the, the, she's the Bronte character that we all love. She's the, she's the mm. woman in, you know, up in her dotage, uh, like down on her luck that just depends on the <laughs> kindness of strangers. She oh. somehow like still is in the aristocracy, but she's, you know, not really. In, I love her. She is just a she's gothic a heroine. Yeah. She's amazing. Oh. So, okay. They're all going to the Hamptons. Now, Sonia doesn't do the diaper in the bus this time. She, instead, she rides mm. with Tinsley, so we get an update. She wishes. On she wishes she was in the diaper on the bus. I, know, I kind of would wish I was too if Tinsley was driving my ass. Jesus Christ! My comment on the Tinsley driving is unfortunate. I wrote down, Tinsley driving is me. What's the yellow? <laughs> I am the worst driver, but she. But at least she. Like I know it. I try to avoid driving as much as possible because I've totaled three cars in a very short career of driving. And she's like, I oh, know, I'm a good driver. I haven't driven in five years. What does the yellow light mean? But I'm a good driver. What is the I'm like, Sonia, get the fuck out of that car. Seriously, now. Sonia is the only one who could handle that situation because she's like, oh my God. But she'll just sit in the car and die. She'll just die. You know, she's she was fine clinging with that. to that dog for dear life. 
God. <laughs> She's like, God, take me now. I'm ready to go. I've made my peace. This is what, okay, I read this in Brian Moylan's Vulture Recap of New York. And if oh, you guys girl. aren't reading the Vulture Recaps by Brian Moylan, Brian Moylan was the writer who put together Pretty Mess, Erica Jane's book. And he's just- I didn't know that the Vulture, mm-hmm. the Vulture, um, Recaps were his. Yeah. There you go, yeah. Brian Moylan. He's amazing. He's the housewife's historian. He's in London, I believe. He's, he, you know, you should track him down. Get him on your podcast. I have to do that. You should. Uh, I think his Twitter handle actually, or his Twitter bio actually says, I will totally do your podcast. <gasps> yeah, it's funny. It's hilarious. And I'm I, writing it down. Right I reached now. out to him one time to do it, and then I, it just, I, didn't follow up and I need to because I would love 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 to talk to him he just knows everything going on but he wrote the funniest fucking like three lines or two lines about Tinsley in his recap and this is all he said about her he said the only thing I could say about Tinsley is that Scott the coupon king sent her a Bentley in the mail and she doesn't know how to drive it (laughs) that that right there is Tinsley's whole life in one sentence Send her a Bentley in the mail. And that is Tinsley's. He said that's Tinsley's life in one sentence. I was like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. He wrote that. It's perfect because that that encapsulates Tinsley. It's like she is just bizarrely one dimensional. Mm. But I actually am. I enjoy her on this cast. She brings she brings that weird aspect of like the desperate woman mm. who is is delusional on a different level deeply insecure yeah love addict like yeah when she fell to the floor when um the coupon king arrived at her door and yes. she screamed and fell to the floor i was like girl you need some slaw that's sex and love addicts anonymous for anyone out there <laughs> Which I commented on my podcast last week that me and Sheena need to attend meetings together. <laughs> Tinsley can come too. <laughs> Tinsley can come too. Oh, oh man. my God. But yeah, she is, a, you know what, when she first arrived, I was like, what is she going to bring me? But she is a treasure. She's been bringing it. Yeah, she's okay. I, I will take mm. her over someone who is just like overbearing in a different way, yeah. you know. So, okay, we have a new person though. We have Babwa. We have Barbara, who is a Babwa. friend of <laughs> Babwa. She's a friend of, and she is being brought on board via Luann, but she knows mm. all the ladies. She was the one who was caught on a hot mic two seasons ago talking at Luann, talking at a party about how Luann was going to marry Tom and divorce him because it was easier than uh, calling off the wedding. That was her. Mm, I didn't put that together until they flashed back. And yeah. I was like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting, because I've been seeing pictures of her, but I didn't recognize it just from the picture. She but runs yeah, this, like, tools company, like, tools for ladies. It's, like, this really strange. very strange. Yeah. Very strange that she was like, oh, I didn't bring flowers, but lucky I've got a spec toolkit in my car. Yeah, that's what she does. <laughs> that's, that's her business. <laughs> ladies, get you some tools and a pink bag. So oh, she wow. is sort of Team Lou, obviously. She's being mm. kind of ushered into the group via Luann. And she already is laying out her issues with Ramona. And her main issues are that Ramona pretends that she doesn't know her. <laughs> right. Which okay. I can totally picture. I mean, I, I think Ramona just doesn't know where she is half the time. She seems like a very confused lady to me. <laughs> 
I don't think she's doing it on purpose. <laughs> I think Ramona can probably be just like an evil shrew to anyone who she just doesn't even want to give the time of day to. Like, I can't picture her yeah, being nice for the sake of manners because she doesn't even know what manners are. Oh, God, no. No. So it's already setting it up that, you know, Barbara is not a fan of Ramona. So Barbara, Luann are at Bethany's house. She lays out a spread for them. She talks about Dennis. But Luann, of course, makes it mostly about herself. Oh, well, of course. Lou. Yeah. And she talks about what happened to her, you know. The, well, actually, this this scene is after her and Barbara are riding off on the, on the Vespas earlier when she's talking about the kids. So I'm actually splicing those together. Those are two separate scenes, right? So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's okay, splice away. Yeah, so, I mean, it's all just one big mess. So Luann, we know, got sued by her ex-husband and her kids, and she really is sugarcoating it, being like, I was just trying to buy a house. <laughs> it's like... I, yeah, well, see, I've been trying to figure this out for, like, the past seven months. So she sold the Hamptons house, which was what meant to be a nest egg for the kids. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then she was going to put the money into a different house and they were like, no, this is not what this is for. And, you know, uh, she's not the best decision maker. I mean, and so it sounds like, yeah, a drastic thing to sue her, but it also sounds like she was just making a selfish move. You know, I don't know. so weird. Yeah. I can't even imagine, like, I'm not a mom, but... I can't imagine my mom ever thinking about doing something like like that. It's so weird. I don't get it. It's just but, very yeah, strange. I think, right. I think it's just maybe poor decision making. I think Luann loves her kids. I mean, we've seen her. With I do her too. Kids. That's why I think I'm confused by it because there's no. It's not like a Tamra and is it Sophie? Her, you know, her her daughter's situation oh where her daughter's like been saying, "Please get off the show." For, 14 years and Tamara's like mm, nah <laughs> right right like, it's not like there's an anger or a bitterness I think you're right she I think she really truly loves her children that's why I'm sort of confused by it I think yeah Victoria and Noel I mean they've been featured on this show forever and even last mm. season you know Victoria supported her mom through the breakup and the divorce and her sobriety and it's I think all will be well in the end but Luann needs to get really clear on who she is and she's using Okay, here's my here's my expert non-expert analysis. <laughs> She's using this cap being a cabaret star thing mm. as kind of like her new uh, numbing agent. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, everything's uh, fine yes. as long as I'm a cabaret star, as long as this is successful. But underneath, mm. she's still got all of these relationships to heal. She still doesn't really know who she is. She still has to mourn that relationship that was so fucked up from the beginning of Tom. Horrible. You know? And so it's like she's just she's just kind of moving on and being like, "Yep, but I'm I'm good because I'm on stage in a Giovanni gown." Yeah. I think funny <laughs> gown. I think you're right because I think the this whole cabaret thing has been really has had a strange feel to me as well and I think you've just hit the nail on the head that it is it's her new persona. I think it's her way of also kind of pretending she's if if she looks okay on the I mean this is Luann's thing if she looks okay on the outside if she's doing her her shows and her you know her gigs every night and being funny and being able to do rehearsals then she couldn't possibly be uh, desperately sad or drunk or you know she couldn't be falling apart but you're right it's a very thin facade and she is cracking at the seams right and that's what is driving Dorinda absolutely crazy too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know because and Dorinda can do a little bit of that too like oh everything's fine with John the big toe that I'm with but it's like the "Mm." big toe 
Uh, he is a big fucking toe. Oh my god. Yeah. She's like, I get my dry cleaning for free. It's great. It's love. Let's great. call it love. But but Luann does this on a, a level that like cannot even be compared. I mean, and she I think is it's so, different as well. Yeah. The way sorry to interrupt. No, go I think, ahead. Um the way that Luann does it is for the perception of other people to yes. think she's okay. Whereas I think Dorinda does it when she does it, it's because there are things that she's not ready to accept in herself or she's just like, if I don't pretend I'm okay right now, I'll have a breakdown. I'll fall so apart. So I think that's the mm-hmm. difference as well. It's like Luann's just all about image. I don't think Dorinda gives a flying fuck what anyone thinks, but I think she's really struggling to hold herself together inside. I, I, that's bingo. my professional opinion. Bingo. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, she's really looking at doing it for her internal peace, and Luann yeah. just wants the semblance of everyone thinking she's at peace. You know, like... Exactly. All good. Nothing to see over here, folks. Like... Da, 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 da. She's just singing in yeah. this fucking cabaret. Like, right. <laughs> Money can't buy you clothes. Jesus. I you know what though? Oh I'm going to that show if it comes near me. Like if it comes to <gasps> I'm the Midwest. So jealous. I'm going. I wanna go. Yeah. So desperate to. They both cry though. I mean, there's a lot of crying on this episode. Luann breaks down in tears with Barbara. Mm. And then Dorinda really breaks down at the very end of the episode with, of all people, Ramona. And of course, she hates yeah. Luann when she comes in bringing that Lou and Tom bag. I die. Oh like, my God, that was hilarious. The shade. I appreciate the petty. I appreciate I love it the petty. I'm like, can you please put that on eBay? Because someone will buy it. <laughs> And they're all just like, Miranda's like, I don't want that in my house. Nobody, everyone's just passing the bag around. Nobody wants the bad juju. It's like such bad energy. <laughs> I know. So, but Dorinda is like crying because she's like, you know, this has been really rough on me because Luann was her good friend or so she yeah. thought. You know? Totally. Yeah. And, I, and I, I'm sure Luann misses Dorinda too. But again, it's that perception. She doesn't want to be the first one to admit it. You know, it's just, it's it's sad. But we see Dorinda then getting called out. You know, we get previews for the, you know, season 11 and Dorinda's being called out for screaming Giovanni. She's like, I never did any such thing. And it's like, yeah, see, "Mm." that's the only thing that I was sort of like, because I am team Dorinda till the day I die. But that was the only thing I was like, bitch, you just need to admit it. Like you just need to, you just need to own it. I know. So here's the crazy thing. And here's what I can't ever wrap my mind around with how delusional Luann is. But she will admit that she has a problem drinking. She will try to get help. Mm. Again, she then becomes a cabaret star. It's super fucked up on every level. (laughs) But she talks about that in a real way. But then Dorinda, who is much more organically real and that's not even a, a phrase that that even makes sense but do you know what I mean like she I is, know exactly she, what like you mean. I feel like I could like make mashed potatoes with her we could cook we could clean we could make it nice together like I relate to her she's, she's raw. raw but yeah. she doesn't actually have that same ability to look on her past behavior even at the reunion yeah. and say I mean, because she'll say this, he's like, okay, yeah, I really need to cut down on drinking, da, da, da. But she doesn't say, I am embarrassed. Like, I need no. to. Yeah. It's, it's like so she can't weird. do what Luann's doing. And Luann's a crackpot. <laughs> what the it's fuck? It's so true. I think that's why, yeah, Luann is an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash to me. Because she is just like, 
you're totally right that she will, whatever goes wrong in her life, she does own it. Like she does kind of bring it to the forefront and say, yeah, this is what happened. But she never sort of shows her reaction to it. And Dorinda's the opposite. She will completely react, but you're right. She won't come out and just own the, the, the <laughs> smallest things. It's just it's, all, it's, it's so all weird. what makes the show so confusing and beautiful. Oh, it's just so <laughs> great. I'm just salivating at everything to come. And I know season 10 was epic beyond measure. But oh, it's fabulous. I'm here for everything in season 11. I mean, when they rolled then the, the trailer for the rest of the oh. season, I was like, I'm here for it all. Mention it all. I was screaming. My legs Mention are in the air. I was screaming. We've got everyone crying, everyone making out. I, I mean, we've got Bethany telling Luann she's insufferable. I was like, yes, life is not a cabaret. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, my God, I just – I'm so happy. I'm so energized. I'm literally sweating right now. I've got excitement sweats. I know. <laughs> it's like – and then we had also – I mean, Bethany almost hearkening back to that scary island moment. She's like, go to sleep. And I was like, there yes. it is. And then Sonia falls to the ground <gasps> from the table. It's like well, she passed because I was like, what's wrong? It's like she doesn't look that bad. And then I realized, no, she was actually asleep. <laughs> she just passed out. She like took the Kristen fall, just like <laughs> drops straight down to the floor. Right. What do you think the main storylines are going to be? I know we just, we, we really mentioned a lot of them so far, but what do you think is really yeah. going to hold through the whole season? I know this is cruel, but I hope we see Luann fall off the wagon. I don't want her to be no. this like holier than I know. I'm an asshole, but I just, this persona, she needs, she has, in my opinion, she has not reached her rock bottom. Like, she done some shit, but she, she is not humbled by her sobriety, and that's where I want her to get to. I'm such an asshole. No, you know, I, I don't your know, end, you know your, what I mean? Your end game goal, I would like to see that too. I would hate to see her suffer more and go back, you know, and fall off the wagon. Oh, but you're a good person. I really agree with you on the end result. I would love to see her get to that point where she it's all broken and she truly has to rebuild. Yeah. And we, and then we watch her do it. Like, oh, and we can, we can and we root like, for yes, her. We can yes. be there for her. We can like clap her at like, the end of a marathon. Oh my God. <laughs> and the marathon of life. Yeah. So Dorinda and Luann, it looks like they are going to be in this cold slash hot war for a while. Yeah. I wonder what's, oh, yeah. It, I mean, I wonder if it's going to be a whole season thing. Hopefully not. I don't know. I can see them coming back together. You know what the New York women are great for doing, except for Bethany and Carol, you know, being the exception. Yeah. They're great at circling back. That's true. That's true. You know, I think I they think really they are. I think they are very well aware that they are cast members. Oh, did you see? I haven't actually read it yet. Um, just a little segue. There was a um, Lisa Vanderpump's blog post this week, yes. um, and she signed it like "Thank you to my castmates," and I thought that was very poignant. It was just a, you know, like no, no um, friendship lost there. No, right? She was like, "Thank you to my castmates," and then she said, mm. "See you next Tuesday." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Drops Mike. Oh my so god. Good. Yeah, I think we'll I just think we're gonna see a lot of 
awesomeness. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for this all to play out. It takes us through spring, summer, into fall, and um, I feel the air thawing around me in my polar vortex. Mm -hmm. I feel like spring is on the way. When New York comes on, and it's a little early this year, and it's in its launch date, Mm -hmm. it it always makes me feel like okay, I can all is all is well. Like we're heading into spring. Yes. Oh my God, girl. Oh, wow. I'm so excited. Me too. I just, oh, it, yeah, you're right. It does. It feels like a fresh start when we get New York, when we get the New York ladies back in our lives. And, you know, I'm just loving life at the moment because Beverly Hills and New York are sort of where I began and that they they just kind of feel like my home. You know, I feel like I'm wrapped up in a nice, warm, erratic, volatile hug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too and I love it and I feel I totally comfortable in that situation which says a lot, a about, lot about us <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh my god well Kirsty, tell people where they can find you on social media your podcast everything you're so, doing thank you my podcast is reality tv and me my the main place to connect with me and follow the new episodes is instagram um so it's just the handle is just at reality TV and me, but I do have a Facebook where I um, post when the new episodes come out as well. It's just Facebook slash Kirsty Moore Music, Kirsty with a Y. More is with my last name, so it's double O. Um, what else? I do some writing. I write about mental health and love and addiction, all things we've sort of covered this episode. So that's gutter glitter dot blog and I think that's enough from me for now <laughs> what about you where can we find you Miss you, Pink Shade uh, you can find me a few different places uh, join the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook group you guys if you're not in there it's really fun and we talk about reality TV true crime cults whatever your fancy is as long as it's weird and we also, um, or I also go on the Jenny McCarthy show on Sirius XM channel 109 every week. I'll be on there. I've been on there Fridays a lot recently, sometimes Thursdays. You can also get it on demand if you have Sirius XM. We talk about Real Housewives and Love After Lockup. Yes, our Ooh, other yes. love. And I also, I just quit my reality TV writing um, for realityt.com, but you can read my old recaps there. And then you can find my podcast anywhere, Pink Shade with Aaron Martin. You can find my other podcast, Cult Talk with Aaron Martin, where I interview my mom and other survivors of the cult I was born into. And uh, lastly, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Aaron Leah Martin. Amazing. I am in love with your Facebook group, the Pink Shade group, because... I mean, look, it's the only reason I go on Facebook anymore. These people are my friends. They're my true loves. They are my soulmates. We just talk absolute rubbish about housewives. <laughs> and like you said, any trash that we come across, it's <laughs> ugh, it brings me so much joy in my life. Me too. <laughs> me too. I swear I don't even post anything on my personal page anymore because I'm like, I don't, my weird relatives don't care about this shit. No. Like, what, who am I, I got to talk to my actual people, which are the pink shade people. So yeah. That's how I felt. I made that photo. I, I made a side by side. Anyone looking to my Instagram, check it out. Side by side of me with my curly hair on yes. top of my head, pulling the Dorit, <laughs> and uh, who wore it better? And I was just like, <laughs> I want to. I made it just for myself. But I'm like, 
why like I can't just share this with my friends they don't even know who Dorit is they won't give a shit yeah they'll be like who you're like excuse me excuse me this is a Kemsley we all know who this is I'm like this is amazing if you know who this is (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Kirsty. well I will see you in on the internets and we'll talk again we'll talk again thank you for doing this it's been so much fun thank you